It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Can you hear smart us? Loud, actually, Is the volume all the way up, Matt? It's pretty loud in my ears. Oh, okay. Is not loud in yours? It's not super loud in my yeah. ears. That's okay. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Allison Raskin. I'm a writer, mental health advocate, and co-host of the podcast Just Between Us. What a coincidence. I'm Gabe S. Dunn. I'm a writer, bisexual icon, wink, and I'm also the co-host of this show. Just Between Us is a variety show where we interview fascinating people, play a ridiculous game called hypotheticals, and talk about things that affect everyone or maybe sometimes just me. We also do a show called Too Long Did Read It, which is a show where we scour the depths of Reddit to find the weirdest, kookiest, most upsetting posts, and then give our opinions. So if you're looking for a new show to check out that goes from silly to serious in the same episode, often multiple times, back and forth (laughs) from each of us, you can check out the Just Between Us feed where we have over 200 episodes waiting just for you. 200 episodes? I know, we've been doing this a long time. And they were very funny. Okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here and check out the series. Please do hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. Uh, I do three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, I've got, uh, what do you call it? You got a super group? Kelly Jones of Stereophonics, Patty Lynn, and Dwight Baker of The Wind and the Wave. They've come together on a brand new band called Far From Saints and have their uh, debut self-titled record out in June. Uh, So we're going to talk about the journey to the LP's release after especially being sidetracked by the pandemic, finding their sound, uh, you know, what the music they make when they finally come together, and actually what the songs are about, which they're still sort of learning themselves, even having written them years ago. Kelly and Patty are also going to dive into the idea of the songs being a conversation between the two. We'll get into the themes of death and rebirth and how covering the song Stop Dragging My Heart Around ultimately gave them a sonic direction. So let's do it. We're talking Far From Saints. It's Kyle Meredith with Kelly Jones, Patty Lynn, and Dwight Baker of Far From Saints. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi. It's great to have you all and to have this new project from uh, from from all of you all and it's uh, the self-titled record. I mean, first off, it's beautiful. It's fun. It's adventurous. Uh, I love the storytelling and the music. Congratulations on everything. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. it. I like it too. 
I like it. We've been trying to learn how to play it just now. So, yeah. <laughs> Is that what's That's going it. on? Everybody's learning how to play it for the tour? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we recorded the record in 2019. So it took us four years to get the record to the people. Um, that comes out in June. So we've got a few shows this week in London. So this is the first time we've actually been in a room playing the songs together since we actually recorded them. Um, So we've got a bunch of other friends playing with us. So it's been, yeah, it's been fun trying to get, uh, trying to piece it all together again. Yeah. And to have to set on something, I mean, obviously there's a big reason why a lot of albums got pushed a few years uh, down the road, but, but it feels like, you know, to, just from what I read of how this came together, you know, touring together with Stereophonics, Wind in the Wave and, and jamming backstage and for what excitement that must have been to have found this new musical partnership and then suddenly to go, stop. I mean, yeah, it's, it's frustrating, frustrating, the right obvious word. It was a bit annoying. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it stopped everything for everybody. So it felt petty to be mad that we weren't able to yeah. put that record out. You know, it, it, I think we all felt like eventually it would be the right time and then we would just roll. It's kind of falling. Yeah, it's kind of falling a good time, actually, now in many ways. I mean, we, we used the lockdown to mix the record and live with the record. The problem is we all became fans of the record and forgot we were actually on the record. <laughs> so we got to listen to the record because it's like such a collaborative project. You know, we all write little bits for it and put it together. And there's lots of different voices on it. You sometimes listening to it as like a as, a as an audience member and you forget that you actually took part in the record sometimes. So learning the songs again was a whole new experience because it, the record only took nine days to record. So it was very, very fast process. So you didn't really remember what we were doing or, you know, examine it too much. It was just very, very spontaneous. So it was uh, it was nice to go through the multi-tracks again and work out what we did. They have such a defined sound on this too, that isn't a sound that's specifically either one of your bands. Yeah. I mean, you know, there is the Americana flavor in here. There is a bit of that Southern rock thing that, that that's happening. How did that happen? Uh, be- because usually when you have the collaborations, you're like, oh, I can hear that a little bit more than that. And, and I don't really get that sense on this one. I mean, is there a way that you can verbalize that? Like, how did you all find the sound of, of what this band came to be? That's a good point, actually. Um, I was a fan of Patty's voice. You know, I, I, I remember the wind and the wave opened up for us in 2013 in the states and then they came over to the uk to do another tour and i was a big fan of from the wreckage their first record uh at that time that was the one that was out and then we didn't see each other for a few years and i, I stumbled over that record again i kind of really loved it and asked them to do the solo tour of me and then i think you know when you've got a connection with with voices uh it's it's a rare thing and we just ended up experiment in doing that Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks track. Um, and that worked really, really well. And then we just said, should we just write some songs together? And, you know, Dwight was doing a lot of the finger-picking acoustic stuff, which he's amazing at. And my job was just to put some electric guitar over the top of it. So I was playing the the Jack White part, and he was playing the Chris Christopherson part. So, And then uh, Patty was in the middle of it all. So it was <laughs> nothing like either of our bands in lots of ways, but I mean, production-wise, I think. Yeah, we, it's we like it is and it isn't. Yeah, we didn't try to make it anything. It really is that sound on the record is just the three of us and our converging influences slamming together. And that's a beautiful way for a thing to come apart, yeah. It wasn't a lot of thought about it, really. No, no it wasn't, no. It was much more about a songwriting thing, to be honest with you. 
I've never collaborated songwriting before, and that experience was the main thing. The producing thing was so fast, we didn't really think a great deal about it. I wouldn't even, yeah, it just happened. It just happened, yeah. And we'll be right back right after this. I tell you, there there are a few things cooler than a great pair of cowboy boots. I mean, I'm thinking of some of my favorite movie heroes, uh, like Clint Eastwood in, in Outlaw Josie Wells, or, or Kurt Russell as, uh, as Wyatt Earp in Tombstone, uh, The Man in Black... Uh, from Westworld, that comes to mind. Ooh, or maybe Jeff Bridges in uh, in True Grit. Uh, I mean, it, nothing is cooler than seeing those cowboy boots walk into the screen. And and I'll tell you, there's no cooler brand of cowboy boots than Tacovas. And the great thing about Tacovas, the they're they're bringing this fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward the uh, all the time honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort style and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade for the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And the boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And Tacovas is Western to the core. They're offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. And if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, then you should put on a pair of Tacovas. And you'll see, they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. Tacovas believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Just look up the closest store on Tacovas.com. And if you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Far From Saints. Well, let's get into the songwriting part then, too, because these characters, you know, I, I think, Kelly, you had said at one point, like, you like to leave a little hope in, in every song. But but what I notice about these characters don't ever feel like they're in the best spot yeah. in the beginning of things. Is that true? <laughs> well, it's funny Oops. you say that because I've been I've been I've been listening to the words I might text you the other day, you know, because a lot of the stuff. When you're making the record, you kind of do your little bits and then you sing the songs and you, you, you kind of take in what it's about. But of late, I've actually been really listening to the words because, like I said, I feel like an audience member. And um, it's amazing how some of the lyrics are relating to me, some of the lines I didn't even write. And I'm listening to them going, yeah, she really got that nailed there because that's exactly <laughs> what I've been feeling like this week. And it's quite interesting, you know, how that, how that happens. Um, and we didn't really know or talk a great deal about what the end story of the song we wanted to be. We were kind of answering each other's lines a little, but it wasn't really trying to find some sort of, it was less about a beginning, middle and end type of notion to it. It was much more um, 
I don't know, just kind of bouncing off one another, really, wasn't it? Yeah, often the process would be me starting a song, Patty writing words, sending it to Kelly, him immediately sending words back, which he's very good at. And then somehow their words fit together and made a story. I don't mm. I don't really even know. Again, I don't know how any of that happened. It no. just happened. <laughs> well, Patty, for, from your end, I don't know if knowing that these songs have the opportunity to be part of a conversation of the back and forth of two voices. Does that then direct what you're writing? I mean, where, where, what well were you drawing from um, for who we're hearing on the, in these songs? Well, sometimes I feel like, I feel like sometimes it's an answer response where it's two, two different perspectives, maybe in having a conversation and other times it's uh, two voices sharing a, a similar perspective and wanting to express the same feeling um yeah right yeah i think some it, it was it was a bit of a a talking point for like a minute about is this a duet record as in like are we answering each other and then it was like a couple of moments that happens but i think a lot of it is i think we've both gone through similar things in our life but in very very different environments at times, but then you write the narrative and it, it all kind of connects in that way. So as as Dwight was saying, really, it wasn't really structured. It was literally dressing room floors, um, just kind of piecing it together in a very, very uh, organic way. And I personally, with hindsight, look back at the lyrics now and have much more of an insight into what they mean now than I did at the time I was writing them. And there were things that you that you wrote, like lyrics that you wrote that I ended up singing, and there are lyrics that I wrote that yeah, you ended up right, singing. Like true. we really just did what was best for the song that we were working on. It wasn't, in my memory, it wasn't really like a "here's what we're going to do with this record." It was just, it was "here's what we're going to do with this song," and then now here are all the songs, and you know, yeah. there were even a few. You should go sing it. No, no, no. You should go yeah. sing that. You go try it. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like your subconscious is always about three years ahead of you. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, true. You don't really know where it's coming from. Uh, you're kind of like an antenna and it comes out and comes through. And you, at the time, you just want to get it done in the studio. And then you look back at it and you think, you know, it, it's it's telling you something. It's informing you a bit more now. Mm. You understand it more. And and Patty, you had said um, that, you know, you, you do hope people listen to it as an album front to back. In that sense, now that it's all together, do you can you see it? Do you see it as a linear story in the album? Does it work like that? I'm like looking down at the set list. Yeah. Um, you know it. It might. Uh, I haven't really thought about it in that way um, before, but it it certainly might. I mean, they were all written in a very short period of time, and I'm sure a lot of these songs are drawing from similar inspirations, even even the ones that you know don't aren't in my conscious thought i think it was an inspiration to each and every member of the band really i remember i would be finding some ideas and sending them to party late at night after like doing a gig and then like in a hotel i'm sending some things and and party saying you know i remember you saying you know you just kind of you know open a door again from a writing perspective you know because it was a bit like we were both kind of finding parts in each other that we hadn't really found in our own bands for a little while. You know what I mean? It's a bit like. Well, you guys were almost getting to know each other. Yeah. Through, was by writing lot, there was a yeah. lot of long emails going back and forth at the same time as the lyrics about all sorts of stuff. And um, 
it's a really personal record, really, but I don't really know what it's about in many ways. Um, but it's like, I know I was going through a lot of stuff, and I know Patty was going through a lot of stuff. Who isn't and, going through a lot of stuff? But it came out in, like, um, I don't know, in a, in a very kind of organic way, really. It's very ethereal. I think it's very beautiful. I think it has got hope. Um, and I think it has got definitely sides to, to to this record that none of us have touched on before in any other piece of music we've made. So, yeah, it's quite hard to analyze it. I can't, can't quite get I'll that get over. back to you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's but it's even looking at some of those lyrics and and, and I'm looking at some now and, and they still stand out to me like uh, fade a black tattoo. Sometimes love isn't all you need. Like that completely contrasts 60 years of rock and roll music right there in this really great, poetic, simple way. You know, when you say that and even how the, you know, death and reborn, what now is I mean, that's that's how we get set up. That's the beginning of this. whole album. Yeah. I really am going to take your thought and listen to the record top to bottom and and, and think about that because mm-hmm. I hadn't before. <laughs> yeah, the the death and reborn line. I mean, I, I, I wrote a similar line in the track of Fly Like an Eagle and that came up a lot. That That's what I mean by the subconscious being a way ahead of you because I think that is definitely about rebirth and, and change and, you know, the whole, the, the whole butterfly thing, you know, about you were one thing once and then you change it. And I had lots of things going on in my family. It, it, it can mean a lot of things, but that is not a line you sit down and write. That is a line that just comes from somewhere and it comes out. Um, the and first, there's, a, there's a lot of that on the record. The first line in that song was that one of the few lyrics I wrote on that record. And that <laughs> I actually woke up with that melody in my head the chord. That was with the, that lyric the screaming hallelujah that was the first song we the ever fire flies oh that oh no on the faded black tattoo. yeah 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 that line was in yeah. my head yeah yeah and i said i think i'm writing about someone interviewing a murderer <laughs> is what i said to patty and then she and him ran with that i was like give it to me let me take it <laughs> yeah it's a great concept to base something off right there well so, yeah <laughs> yeah but for the record i i do think that love is all you need and and also love isn't all you need. Like I believe both. Yes and. Yes and. Yes and. Sure. Because nothing has to be yes or no on this, but 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 just to double down on it, it's it it's I love how simple that line still can be and still be so poetic and meaningful at the same time. Mm. That's a great trait that I give to all of you all as artists and lyricists. So Thank you. I say as a fan. That's not a question, obviously. And we'll be right back right after this. Hey, everybody. It's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian. And we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Far From Saints. But, you know, for, for me in, in, in whatever experiences I've had, you know, one of the things, though, you know, collaborating with people, you do get to lean on some influences, maybe more so like, you know, you've all been playing for a long time. At some point, you find your own voice and you make your own sound. Is that the case for this? Like, there, you know, because there are moments and you know, like uh, take it through the night, you know, listening, I was like, oh, I hear a little bit of that Fleetwood Mac in there in the best way, you know, a little bit of that chain mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on in there, you know, for, for you all to come together. Was that a part of your story? Like, who do we like? Who do we want to sound like? You know, who does that sound like? I mean, we started the first thing we ever like 
collaborated on was our cover of Stop Dragging My Heart Around, Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. So I feel like maybe that kind of set the stage in a way. The Fleetwood Mac thing, obviously the male-female connection, vocal thing, definitely in the back of our minds, you know. um, A lot of the Americana stuff we grew up with when we were kids, you know, the Eagles and all that kind of thing. The Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, But yeah, the Fleetwood Mac thing I think is a, it's an obvious angle because we, <clears throat> again, it's all about great songs, you know, catalog. So that was definitely an influence on on that, yeah. And also, I feel like I feel like you guys have musical references that that, that I do not, about, yeah. but yeah. but Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac is uh, mutual. Yeah, that was her suddenly yeah. calling us old. It's so. fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> and, and I I didn't have a musical touch point for this one, but the ride is such a great riff rocker. Yeah. I mean, if there's any story there, that's just a broad question, but I'd love to to hear where that one came from. It's uh, one of my favorites. I remember that was a riff said, Kelly yeah. had on his phone that yeah. he sent to me. Oh, no, that, that was uh, the ride you sent me. Take it through the night was oh, the beginning of the riff, right? The yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the ride, I remember you guys sending me that, and you had an acoustic version of it. It was called A Terrible Life. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. And I said, you can't call it that. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, maybe you say we can't call it that, but we were, we were, remember we changed that the line, lyrics. We, were, we changed the yeah. lyrics like in the middle of recording. Yeah. We were singing it. We were recording our vocals together. And then Dwight yeah, came well, in. He was like, hey, something about this lyric isn't working. And then. Yeah. You said there's something about the ride. Yeah. 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 Because it wasn't a terrible, terrible. But we it, tried to find the positivity. It wasn't just. It, it wasn't just a terrible. I was just saying. Yeah, I was, I was going for the hope, and he walked in with the with the ride. I think so. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And then we added the. Uh, I remember we had a good fun playing the electric guitar on that one. I I, I enjoyed that day. That was yeah. Good. That, that was, was a lot, lot of electric guitar, guitar solos yeah. on that one. So that, that was a good day. That was a good day at the office. Yeah, I feel like that's going to sound live too. Um, that does sound pretty good, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now forty-seven minutes long, so. <laughs> I'm working. On, I'm, I'm. I'm working on more. <laughs> I'm working on more. You know, we've only got one album. We you know, we've got to extend this. I still don't know what to do with my hands yeah. during that section. <laughs> you do have one album, and the band started with a cover. And yeah. you're all fans of covers. You've all done lots of covers in your career. Have you added any more to the catalog for the upcoming tour? Are you are you talking about that, or we were talking about that today? Trying to figure out some good ones, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got a couple. We may learn for tomorrow. Um, but the first two shows, we've only got like an hour anyway, and the and the second show is like a half an hour. So at the minute, we got songs, we, we we're good. Uh, but we yeah, we're gonna fill the cannon somewhere along the line. Yeah. yeah Just seeing, sure. by the way, who you guys are playing with this summer, some of those names that you get to open up for. I thought, what a hell of a great way to introduce a band. Yeah, amazing. like here's how it starts on this stage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we've had some good opportunities. Uh, we do the Roger Daltrey show on Sunday at the Teenage Cancer Trust, which Stereophonics have been quite a big ambassador for them for 20-odd years. So it was great to get that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, when we started out with our band, it's, we always looked at it as stealing other people's fans, really. If you can get in front of some major acts, then there's a good chance that there's a percentage of them will go away and buy your record. So Yeah, I mean, we stole some of your fans. Yeah. Exactly. And now we're going to steal their fans. Yeah. So. Well, and yesterday, actually, after everyone was wishing me happy birthday and ever, all of their names are like Stereo Dave yeah. and <laughs> Stereophonics yeah. Dylan and all that stuff, all of them saw one of Patty's videos and were like, I saw someone in that video on bass and yeah. every single message to me. Dude. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
Richard has some, yeah. some fans. For yeah, because sure. Richard plays, uh, he's playing bassless live as well from Stereophonics. So that's been good. Yeah. Right on. Well, I love what you both do. I'm a fan of both of your bands. Um, Thank you. We play both of those bands, uh, especially over here. I'm in, I'm in, uh, aside from Consequence at WFPK here in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, too. And uh, yeah, cool. such big fans of uh, of everything that uh, all of you all do. So uh, I love this partnership so much. And I hope there's going to be more albums in the future. Uh, whether or not you're looking at that or not, I'm just saying that, you know, as I say, as a greedy fan, that I hope it keeps coming because this is some really sweet stuff you guys got going on. Thank, Thank you, you very man. much. Yeah, it'd be good. Thank you. And thanks for taking the time to talk about it. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Next time we'll actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah, yeah I don't think <laughs> so. Yeah. I kind of like it this way, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. After a seven hour rehearsal day, you ask us what the songs we've been playing all day are about. Yeah, it's like, we oh, don't know. Oh, no, idea. no idea. <laughs> right on, guys. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, and take care. We'll see you around. Okay. Yeah, Thank you very you. much. Cheers. And my thanks, Kelly Jones, Patty Lynn, Dwight Baker, Far From Saints, the self-titled record. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Uh, do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, you'll get three brand new interviews sent to you every single week, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, at least new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFBK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... And after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. My address is at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.